1: Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? We are here today with Malia White from the new season of Below Deck Mediterranean. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm good. (laughs) Thanks for having
1: me. You're currently on a boat, it looks like. I mean, not that that's shocking, but it looks like you're currently on a boat.
0: And, yeah, I'm in the bridge, but we are in the shipyard, so I'm out of water, actually.
1: Wow, so where where in the world are you, and are you quarantining on a boat?
0: I am, so I'm in Toulon, France, and quarantining on a boat and a shipyard, so it's wow. interesting.
1: <laughs> wow, and have you been working, like, have you been working on, like, have you been working on this boat, like, right before quarantine? Is that how you got...
0: Yeah, so fortunately, we're still working. I, like the life of crew really hasn't changed much because we're basically always quarantined. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're still working, cracking on, and we're just in the shipyards. So, wow, mothers.
1: <laughs> so, do you feel any change at all to quarantine life, or is it just not really? Like, other than the fact that no one's really coming and going.
0: I mean, a little bit. Uh, getting stuck on a boat with a bunch of crew is not always the best situation you kind of get sick of each other but uh, you can't go anywhere else so it's a little yeah testing (laughs) well I've
1: been seeing all of your like workouts that you've been doing on the boat on your Instagram so that's got to be nice to be able to like work out outside taking it from someone who's trapped in New York City inside it looks like so nice to be outside
0: We are fortunate for that. Like we can, that's the only thing we can do is work out. So I think the crew is motivated to do that at least.
1: That's like amazing. So now what about you? Like, where are you from? Like, where did you grow up? All of that stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually from Oregon. Um, a very, very small town in Oregon called Pleasant Hill. Okay. Yeah. Very small town girl out in the country and somehow made it here. So.
1: Like, how did you, like, growing up, I mean, what did you want to do when you grew up? Like, did you know you wanted to do something, like, in the boating industry and in yachting? Like, how did all that? Or did you just want a totally different career path?
0: I had no clue about yachting until a few, few years ago. Um, but I've always been drawn to the water. My family, I have five older brothers. And oh, wow. Yeah. And our family has always been drawn to the water. We're all scuba divers. We're all, like, big water sports people. So I've been drawn to the water for sure. I teach scuba diving, and I lived in Hawaii. But yeah, yachting was like a new thing for me—complete career change.
1: <laughs> How was living in Hawaii? That must have been nice.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I love Hawaii. It's home now. My parents live there, and oh
1: wow, I was
0: just there my senior year of high school. So.
1: I've traveled all over the world. I've been to so many countries that I was supposed to go to Hawaii for a birthday this June. And that is now canceled. Oh
0: no, you'll have to go back for sure.
1: Yeah. I've like, I've been to so many places. I've just never been to Hawaii. It's always like kind of fallen through the cracks and it just, it looks so nice. Yeah. It's
0: beautiful.
1: It's best. So this change and in getting into yachting like two years, like how did that even come about? Like if you never even really knew what the yachting like, when did that, how did that happen?
0: Uh, Honestly, it was below deck casting. Um, I was, you know, I've been teaching scuba diving in Hawaii. I worked on boats for sure. I worked on the water. I was essentially a deckhand, but on like small boats. And then when they reached out to me to do the show, I was like, yeah, why not? I'll try it. And I was working actually a, um, I was working in a cubicle. I was in a desk job in Denver, Colorado. And I was like, why not? I'll give it a go.
1: What were you doing at your desk job in Denver, Colorado?
0: I was the director of training. I used to train people on how to open up restaurants, basically. And yeah. And then I was like, well, you know what? I've never worked on a yacht. It's kind of right up my alley. I'll just give it a go. And then it changed my life.
1: (laughs) Wow. And how did they find you? Like, they just reached out to you? Or did you answer a casting call? Or they just kind of...
0: To be honest, I was... um, So I went backpacking after college and my friend and I, my friend Mandy and I were backpacking through Thailand and we came back and, you know, we were broke, we were jobless and we're like, what do we want to do? And we were maybe day drinking a little bit.
1: (laughs) It happens.
0: uh, Yeah. And we saw like the amazing race and all these shows and we're like, why don't we apply to some of these? And we did. And then yeah, Below Deck was one of them. And I heard back from them and I was like, no way.
1: (laughs) What other shows did you apply to? The Amazing Race is a great show. I would personally want to do Big Brother. I am obsessed with Big Brother. The Amazing yeah. Race, like, I would love to do it. It, I think I would be so stressed out the entire time.
0: Yeah. But it well, seems... i offer Big Brother, too. I'd be like freaking out. Did, oh, yeah. did,
1: did you apply to, like, all of those? Like, Survivor, Big Brother...
0: You know I really can't remember that much <laughs> I think a few of them yeah I think but we saw um like we watched a little bit of below deck and I was like how do those people get those jobs like yachting I feel like in a, in the states like we just don't know much about yachting it's not like a common career so I was like how do those people get those jobs and then next thing below deck popped up and I was like all right
1: Did you watch any Bravo or Below Deck? Like you said, you watched it like, you weren't like, oh, I watch all the Housewives and I'm obsessed with It's like nothing like that.
0: No, not at all. In fact, like I had seen a little bit of Below Deck, like just clips here and there, but really my only thought about it was, wow, that's really cool that they work on ships like that. Like, I think that'd be exciting. It was all about the boats. I was like, that's so cool. Like I work on like a shit dive boat. It'd be cool to work on like... These amazing super yachts. So, yeah.
1: That's like amazing. And so, when you applied, like, how was the process? Like, weren't they like, what is going on? Like, why do you want this job having no yachting experience ever? I didn't
0: make it the first time. Yeah. So, I didn't make it. And then I just thought, well, that was fun. That was like a drunk afternoon with my friend. Like, we did like the interview. That was cool. And then, like, However, many months later, um, I'm working a desk job in a cubicle in Denver, Colorado. Like, got my life set up in Denver, and uh, yeah, I get a phone call, and they're like, "We'd like to put you through again," and then it happened.
1: <laughs> wow! So, were you shocked when it happens? Like,
0: completely shocked. I mean, I think I, I have a photo of me, like, all my like contents from my cubicle, and I'm like, "All right, <laughs> I'm gonna go give this a try." <laughs>
1: You're like, so you're like, I'm out of here. So then when you went to start to film, you know, for back in season two, when you first got the show, were you nervous? Were you more nervous about like the cameras and like, oh my God, I'm going to be on a reality show. Like, did you watch Below Deck in between the time you got it and the time you left? Or were you more nervous? Like, I've never done this job. I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: I think a little bit naively, I wasn't like, worried about the job aspect because I just thought, you know, it's boat and I've been on boats, but I had no clue what I was in for. Um, and then like the whole show aspect, I think the night before I was like, I can't do this. I really can't do this. Um, but no, it ended up being like a great experience. But.
1: As soon as you started it, you were like, this is fine. Like, I don't even recognize the cameras. like, this is great.
0: Uh, I, I think it takes a little bit yeah and then I think the hardest part is just in your in your head you just keep replaying things and you worry about like the smallest things like you know how you tie a fender or how you do this but a lot of those things don't even get picked up in the end so you worry about every little thing but
1: What about the charter guests? Like, were you prepared for kind of, you know, like how high maintenance some of them might be with all of their specific requests?
0: Yeah, I think coming from like such a small town, like background, working with the high clientele that we do work with was definitely eye-opening for me. Like, you know, some of the stuff they'd complain about or some of the stuff they wanted, I was like, what? Who are these people? But they actually make it fun and they make it worth it, so...
1: Like, what's one of the things that sticks out in your mind where you're just like, I-, I can't believe this matters to someone? You know what I mean? It was like so meticulous or just so grandiose or over the top, you know, like you don't have to mention any names, but like specifically, like what's kind of one or two things that stick out? The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive.
0: Uh, what I always find kind of funny is like guests alcohol preference. Like, you know, they just want like a name brand. They don't really care. And you're like, eh, you know, like the crews chased to this and it really is awful. Or like, you know, you're just paying for this name brand, but they love it. And they're like, give us this, give it us on the rocks, just keep flowing. And you're like, it's a shit, you know, like that always people, me.
1: people and their alcohol preferences Yeah. And like, and is it like how we see it on TV? Like where each time there's a charter, the guests really are like, here are our writers. Like we want a toga party. We want like, you know, is it that specific? Like where people really get down to nitty gritty?
0: Yeah. I'd say in real yachting, it even gets more specific. Like, you know, there's just requests that are out of this world. Like if they want it, you know, they get it. And we go, we bend over backwards to provide these things for them. Like, you know, I remember like in Tahiti one time, a charter guest wanted like this certain type of fruit and would make that crew get up and go, you know, go to shore at like 4.30 in the morning, every morning, just to pick up a box of this fruit. And they would use like one or two of the pieces of fruit for their cocktails. And then we'd have these massive boxes and boxes and boxes of this fruit, but he wouldn't reuse it they just wanted to get new ones every morning and it was like we have like all these crates of fruit that you're never going to use but
1: wow and how does that work like on like not even on below deck just like on like a regular yacht I mean is it just like one price like they pay ahead of time or no like when you throw out tons of fruit like that like you pay
0: um so that kind of varies but Basically, you know, when you see the price, if you go online and you Google a yacht or something and you see this charter price, that's just for the boat. That doesn't include fuel, food, drinks, entertainment. That's just the starting base price. then wow. so They have a whole nother package where they say, we're going to pay this much for food, alcohol, you know, entertainment, and then anything beyond that, then we add or we take away, so...
1: Wow. So in a way, like, you're wasting your own money, really, eventually, if you just keep throwing out all this fruit every morning.
0: Oh, no, no, no. We make them pay. Like, like essentially, like, if they want to buy all this fruit, it's just coming out of the money that they've given us, so
1: that's crazy what about like have you ever not on below deck but have you ever had like a charter where you walk on and you're like oh my god like there's j-lo or like were you ever like starstruck or had anyone like really famous where you're like i can't believe this person is on my charter
0: Mm, yes i can't say who but yeah i've had a few celebrities and you're just kind of like all right, this is cool, we're on this yacht, but you know what, it's, it's cool because you get to kind of see a different side because it's just, you know, it's very, in a way, sometimes it's very intimate, especially for deck crew because you're, you know, taking them out snorkeling or you're putting them in tenders and you get to see a cool side to them. And then Worth, you yeah. also get to see, you know, a very sassy side to them sometimes. <laughs> you know, having to tell certain people, they can't wear stilettos on the teak, you know, and they're just not having it.
1: <laughs> Have you ever had to do that? Like to tell a celebrity, like, you just can't do this or wear stilettos. while?
0: Wow. Yeah. You're like, Hey, could you please not wear those stilettos on the teak? Because sometimes, you know, they don't understand that, you know, it's not us. It's we, the owner of the boat, who actually owns the yacht and you know, they're just renting the yacht. So they don't have the right to do whatever they want. And it, a lot of the times they have these stipulations in their contract that say, look, like you have to respect these aspects of the boat. And when they ignore that, we have to remind them and say, Hey, look, like you're answering to this owner of the boat. So
1: yeah.
0: Wow. You're like, oh, this person kind of owns the boat. You're just renting the boat. Like I know you're a celebrity, but <laughs>
1: And you can't mention like are there any celebrities you can mention?
0: I can't unfortunately, but no, yeah.
1: Have you ever had a celebrity on where you're just like, oh my god, like I thought this person was going to be so high maintenance, and they just were like the nicest, you know what I mean? Where you just were shocked, or like the opposite, like a celebrity that you know doesn't seem high maintenance, seems very nice, and they were just like a biggest, like the biggest terror. I mean, you don't have to mention any names. I'm just,
0: I, yeah, I've had someone that. Um, me was, oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, I've had someone to me that, uh, is not that big of a name. And when they came on, it was like, they demanded things that like, you know, no one else ever has. And I'm like, Whoa, calm down. (laughs) You were like hot in the (laughs) eighties. like I don't know. So it's funny. And then I've had friends who've had like big name celebrities that act like, you know, it's, Normal and they're really nice and chilled out. So, yeah, you usually find like the people that are like can just afford it are like the worst.
1: <laughs> I, I could see that. I mean, uh, yeah, I seriously, no matter how much money I ever had, I can never see being someone who was like, I need you to go get boxes of fruit every morning for one piece in my drink so that I could throw it out. I just, I can, I would never be that person. Even if I got a hundred million dollars tomorrow, I just wouldn't.
0: Yeah. And most people like, you know, I've worked in the hospitality industry and essentially at the end of the day, that's what yachting is. Like we're there to just, you know, make their experience the greatest. And anyone who's worked that industry knows like if you ever came of wealth, you would never treat people, you know, differently. So it's shocking sometimes when people do. Totally.
1: Yeah. Totally. I mean, What is the, well, so in, what do you think is like the biggest misconception about like the yachting industry?
0: Uh, I think a big one is, um, and maybe perhaps a little bit because of the show, but people don't realize that our job, you know, 90% of our job is when we're not on charter. Like we are fixing the boat. We're prepping for the next season. We're constantly working. Like people say to me, like, You know, I'll have charter guests that are like, oh, now that we're leaving, you know, you get all this time off. And it's like, we don't get time off. Like, that's when it gets hectic. That's when we're, you know, working our butts off to prepare for the next charter and the next season, yeah.
1: What about, like, what is, like, what's the best tip? So the tips, I guess, we see on Below Deck, is that how it works in real life? Like, you get an envelope at the end and they're divided up amongst everybody.
0: Yeah, so... Typically the guests will give the envelope to the captain and then the crew will, you know, just like you see it in below deck. That's really how it happens. And the tips based on how many days, where in the world you are, how the experience was, it all varies.
1: And then the captain doesn't partake in the tip or they do. They do. Okay. So Um, it's split. It's just split evenly amongst the number of people.
0: Yeah. Some boats do it differently. Some boats do it by rank, but most boats do it by just evenly.
1: And then what is like the biggest tip, you know, like once it's divided up, like did you ever get just like an astronomical tip where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just got this much money, you know, for like 10 days or whatever.
0: Yeah. I did a, I did like a four week charter in BG where am I my boyfriend actually (laughs) um but yeah I did that and um we got a pretty hefty tip it was almost ten thousand dollars a piece and I just remember thinking like oh my gosh how how (laughs) this is amazing so yeah
1: Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So when you went on, so you got on below deck like in the second season and then, so you started as a deck hand and then we saw you like, actually, you actually got promoted like during the season to
0: lead deck hand. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't hard to, yeah. Yeah. I got promoted from by West, which some people took as, you know, a, a romantic thing, but I think luckily for me, my background in in uh, online dive boats and things has helped my career a lot and like helped me to excel. So, yeah.
1: And then overall, when the second season ended that you filmed, you had you said that's what changed your life. Like you like went back and quit your desk job like right after that.
0: Yes, yeah, so we got done filming, and then after filming, I think I went back home to Hawaii, and um, I just thought, you know, I could either go back to Colorado and go right back to what I'm comfortable with, or I could actually just give this a try. And um, yeah, I went to Fort Lauderdale and I just started applying to jobs and I got my first deckhand job and I had that for about a year and then just kept going from there.
1: Wow. So that's great.
0: Yeah. But you know, it's tough. It's really tough. It was tough. Yeah.
1: It's like, I mean, I could see it being like a tough industry i mean i'm not necessarily a boat person, so I mean to me it's so foreign like yeah, I get seasick and just it's not for me but I mean I think even if you are a boat person, I could see it being you know just like a tough like what do you think the biggest challenges of the job are
0: you know it's tough um obviously the female aspect on deck um a lot of the times I was told you know it'll just be easier if you apply as a stew you know it's much easier for you to like move up and you know looks have a lot more to do with it and I've been told I'm too short I'm too you know little I'm too everything I've been told like basically don't try to be on deck just be a stew um so that's that's tough when people are kind of categorizing you and telling you to do you know certain things but other than that I think the hardest part is just staying motivated like you know I've had to work with a lot of different personalities and i think like captain sandy like women on deck that's just something you have to do and put up with and get over it
1: (laughs) who who told you like when you went to apply for a lot of like who would tell you you know why aren't you here for a stew why are you here for a deckhand like who was that like the captain of each of those boats and that like looks matter
0: yeah so a lot of the times when you go to apply you go through like a crew agent and you'll go in and meet them in person and they'll just give it to you straight. They'll say like, look, the boat we're looking for wants blonde you know, or some boats are really like that. They have, a, you know, the owners want a specific type of person working on there. Um, or they'll just say, you know, like I'm not very tall and a lot of the work we do on deck requires a lot of height, you know, and they'll say, look, like you're just too short. It's going to be too hard. Or a lot of boats won't hire females on deck. They're just like, we're just looking for males. So it is, it's been challenging. My first boat actually to get into the industry after below deck, I was a deck stew at first. I did both. I worked on deck, worked in the Uh, industry until I proved myself on deck. And then I was like, look, like I want to be on deck.
1: I didn't even know there was such a thing where you could kind of do both.
0: Yes. the worst. (laughs) You get pulled in both directions and you're like, "Ugh."
1: It sounds bad. I mean, it's shocking. Like, has there been any, you know, like with the whole like Me Too movement and like, look what's going on in like Hollywood. And even like we saw this, like, I don't know if you watched last season with like Captain Lee, you know, did you watch last season of blow Deck? I mean, you don't have to have. (laughs) It's It's okay. You don't have to say you, but I mean, it's the same, you know, it's, there was a lot of these issues that came to the surface. Like it's shocking, you know, like, do you think that yachting industry has changed or is changing? you know like to say like we don't want women in this position is like that's just so far behind everything that's happened in the world in the past year to two.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um I think it is changing and I think people are starting to realize like the benefit of having women like in more leadership positions. Like I think we just bring a different aspect to the table, you know, and when you have so like typically when you have so many men on deck and female on the interior, it's good to switch it up. And like, we're seeing a lot more like male stewards for, you know, female deckhands or bosuns or captains. And it's good because, you know, you start to understand each other more and it work more cohesively as a team because you have one of the opposite sex on, you know, either side. So I think people are getting it. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. And like, it's shocking that, someone could still say, I mean, it's shocking that someone could say this even 10 years ago, but that they could still say like, you're not tall enough. You're not blonde enough. That's shocking.
0: Yeah. It's tough and it's tough to hear it. And, you know, like for me, even I'm a little older on the spectrum for joining yachting. Um, So that's also been a challenge too, because a lot of the people that I've worked with, you know, a lot of my first officers have been younger than me or deckhands are like a lot younger than me. So, there's that
1: challenge as well, but. And then what is this? Because we see this on, and I mean, a lot of this is just my own lack of knowledge, you know, I'm just not that familiar with the industry. So, I mean, we see this on below deck all the time. You know, what is the policy on like a non-below deck charter with, you know, like inter, like relationships, like if you work on the yacht with like sleeping with people that are charter guests, like, is that completely not allowed? Is it like by the (laughs) charter? (laughs) (laughs)
0: so like okay uh after my first season on blow deck i was so worried because i was like oh my god like crew are not allowed to hook up like that's just not allowed and then i joined the industry and i'm like oh my god all crew do is hook up like it's so hard to date someone outside of yachting like it's just next to impossible um as for charter guests that is still a pretty fine line and that's really not acceptable
1: Right. So like on below deck crew can't hook up, but in the real world crew can hook up, but charter guests, you really, it's, that's, it's still frowned upon.
0: Yeah. That's a huge fine line. Like, um, I know like after the first season, I got a lot of feedback. I was like, Oh my God, you're hooking up with one of your coworkers. Like, you know, keep it out of the office and like, whatever. And I'm like, you know, what people don't understand is those are the only people we're around for a lot of the time. And trying to date outside of yachting is so difficult because you might not see that person for you know an entire year or two years or however long.
1: Totally. Not to
0: mention our schedules are hectic. And so trying to keep up, like, communications and, it you know.
1: <laughs> totally. Which is even more shocking because, like, then you would almost argue, like, why should it matter what you look like or whether you're blonde if technically you're not supposed to be, you know, it's frowned upon to hook up with charter guests anyway. I mean, other than the fact that maybe that's their preference, you know what I mean? Like, if that's frowned upon, then it's like almost like eye candy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Or
0: some of them like on the opposite spectrum. Some of them don't want eye candy. Like, you know, there's boats out there where they're only allowed to have male crew because there's a jealous (laughs) missus or they're only allowed to have a certain type of crew because yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: like, I guess that's the thing. If you're renting and paying for a charter, you really can be that specific.
0: Well, those are more owner preferences. Charter guests just get what they get, but yeah. Well actually they get like our pref- they get our they get to see our crew profile before so they get to see who they're going to have around them and that might make up their decision between renting our boat or the next boat so
1: Interesting. The first time around on below deck, did you have like a favorite guest? Like someone that was just like like oh my god, these people are great?
0: I did. That's- yeah. It was Kenny for sure. Kenny's family. Yeah. I think I really um You know, I saw a lot of, like, my family background with Kenny and Amber um, because they're, you know, they're just good old country folk. And that's kind of, like, where I came from. And he's so humble. They're they're all really humble, and they're just completely down to earth. And that was one charter where they, like, engaged to the crew. Like, we did that obstacle course. And, yeah, they're just awesome people. They don't treat you like staff, I guess.
1: Which is great. Yeah. Do you keep in touch? And we're going to get into the new season and who's coming back with you. Do you keep in touch with, like, who do you keep in touch with from the season you were on, if anyone? Or have you kind of just...
0: Um, yeah, I keep in touch with Bugs. Um, I keep in touch with uh, Bobby and Max, of course. <laughs> They're really close friends. Um, Wes and I keep in touch. Uh, I've heard from Lauren every now and then, but that's about it. I guess the two are missing is Adam and Hannah. So it's not shocking, is it?
1: <laughs> and we're going to get into Adam and Hannah in a few seconds. Um, and like, do they all still work in the industry? All the people you just mentioned, like do you guys run into each other, like, or just everyone kind of goes their own ways.
0: I have Bobby, Max. Oh, sorry. And of course, Captain Sandy. But <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So Bobby, Max, uh Wes, Lauren, Bugsy, all still work in the industry. Yeah, Um, Adam, I think, does. And Hannah, I think, just does below deck.
1: I think so, too. Mm -hmm. So how did it come about now that you are coming back for this new season? How did that all come about?
0: Um, I'm not really sure. I'm hoping it's because everyone's ready to see a female bosun. You know, I think... Having a male in that position constantly, it's just, you know, same old, same old So, Get ready for something new. (laughs) So
1: you're, so bosun is kind of like the head, the head of the deck hands, like above lead deck hand.
0: Yeah. So um, you would typically have a chief officer, a bosun, and then the deck crew. Um, But on below deck, you don't really have a chief officer. So you just have bosun. So the bosun would be next in line, from the captain and then yeah, you're in charge of the deck crew.
1: Have you ever been a bosun in, in real life, like off below deck and any original orders?
0: Yeah. So I'm currently a bosun. Yeah. <laughs> On this boat.
1: <laughs> so that's great. So you kind of worked your way up fast, right? Like that seems like a fast timeline.
0: Um, yes and no. Um. I've definitely had my setbacks. Like I said, like, you know, I'd apply for bosun roles and they'd be like, you know, We have a bosun position open, but we think you'd be great for second stew or something, you know. Um, I've definitely had my setbacks, and at times it feels like I haven't excelled at all, but um, yeah, I think I'm doing all right now that I'm a bosun, finally.
1: Totally. So, right. So, I mean, you're the first female bosun, you know, like in below deck history. So how does that feel? I mean, that must feel great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool, I think. Um, I hope I do it proud. <laughs> uh, it was very nerve wracking. I remember like the night before starting to film, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not ready. <laughs> but yeah.
1: So like, basically that's twice, like both nights before you started filming way back. And this time you were like, wait a <laughs> second.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, no way. <laughs>
1: Did you, did you feel like any pressure, like, and, you know, just, you know, not just for the job, but like, okay, I'm the first female. Like, did that bring any, like another layer, uh, a layer of pressure, like now that the whole world's watching or that wasn't even a focus?
0: Mm, It really isn't about like the whole world watching. It's about, um, you know, when you step into that position as a female, it's about like, you know, trying to do your best and earn the respect and, you know, from fellow deckhands and whatever. And it's always really intimidating. Well, at least for me right now in the position that I am, it's really intimidating to step into that role and just feel insecure, I guess, because you're constantly told, like, women don't belong in this role and women aren't going to succeed in this role. And so you, unfortunately, sometimes I doubt myself or, like, you know, question how I got there. And then, you know, that can be hard. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And how was, you know, what were the, some of the challenges like in, you know, doing this job like on TV? Like, was that like an an, an extra layer of challenges? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, the fact that you're constantly being filmed adds that dimension of you can't hide anything. You know, your emotions are going to show, your weaknesses are going to show, your strengths are going to show. But, you know, at the end of it, like, like the ugly and the good is going to come out and you got to be okay with it.
1: Totally. You know, like
0: we as people like on social media and all these other platforms, we tend to just show like the best of who we are. But during the show, you can't really hide any of that. And it's not only eye opening to yourself, but also to the whole world. <laughs> Intimidating.
1: <laughs> well, that's why I always thought like, you know, I mean look, I think every show on Bravo kind of has its own challenges, you know, in filming. But, you know, this show is like A, you're really working. Like it's not an easy job. And B, you're in such small quarters.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, like I studied science in university and like the island effect, it always just brings me back to like yachting. Like you put a certain group of people in a certain space for amount of time. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be attraction. It's just the laws of nature. And that's just a perfect recipe for this. And the other thing is that it's so unique below deck because there's also this whole other aspect of safety. Like we are still running a mega yacht on the ocean. Like all maritime laws and all the rules of the seas. So that's also hectic, especially as bosun, because then you have that added rule of like, hey, I'm responsible. You know, I'm Captain Sandy's right-hand man, and I have to make sure that every life on this boat is safe, which while filming a TV show and dealing with all these, you know, personalities. So.
1: That's what I was going to say also. You know, like there are other shows where you go to work, you know, like Vanderpump Rules and like Camp Getaway, but right, like, I mean you know, when you're on a yacht, there's a lot that can go wrong. Like that whole danger factor.
0: Yeah. And like what you guys see, like, you know, incidents with the tenders or lines or, you know, guests getting intoxicated. Like these are all real things that we deal with. And they're very serious. They have very serious consequences. Like, you know, or, you know, you've heard in the preview for this upcoming season, like drugs on board, like, that's a huge, huge thing in this industry.
1: Well, since you mentioned that, I was going to bring that up anyway. Like, so that's some things like, you know, we saw a few things about coming up in this season. So one of them is right. Like, I mean, the one that I think is going the most viral is captain Sandy saying like someone brought drugs on board. Yeah. Talking to one of the crew members.
0: Um, well, it's either a crew member or a guest, but, um, Either if it's a crew or a guest, um, the same rules apply. Um, Guests in their briefing get, you know, like you're absolutely not allowed to have any drugs on board. But, um, and that's kind of saying illegal drugs, but even more so for crew. For crew, like, let's say I have a, you know, a head cold or something and I go out and get antibiotics. I'm actually legally... Like I have to go tell the captain that I have antibiotics because we're in charge of people's lives at all times. So if I'm under the influence of something, I need to be taken off duty. Um, So it's very, very serious for crew.
1: And then to that point, how does that work with drinking? Like you, when the day is over, you can drink or, I mean, cause if everyone drinks at once, how does that work?
0: So, So anytime that the boat is, Out on anchor or like off the dock, you can't drink, you can't be on any substance, nothing. Even if you're off your shift, like let's say you want to go to bed, technically, crew can't take like a NyQuil or something because let's say in the middle of the night there's a fire, which is really common on boats. Let's say there's a fire. Every crew member has a designated duty to do in case of fire. So You know, our job is to bring all the guests and all the crew members to safety. So you can't be under any influence or anything or like normal things like, you know, if people are taking Xanax or whatever, like we all get drug tested for that. None of it's allowed. Even if you have a prescription, even if you like all these things have to go through the captain, it's very, very serious.
1: Wow. So, like, if you are on something like a Xanax or something, like, you have a prescription, like, it has to go through the captain, and then what? It's, like, approved, or, like, it's just nothing is, it eventually uh, some things are approved?
0: Well, if if you do have to take something, um, and you have a prescription for it, then you tell the captain, and they have to know when you're taking it, and they have to supervise you taking it. Wow. Yeah, just so they can say, hey, look, if there is an emergency, this person is not on duty, you know, so. Wow. Very, very
1: intense. (laughs) Yeah, that's intense. So on below deck, like when we see everyone go out and go off the boat at night and get drunk and everyone comes and then Captain Lee's pissed off and Captain Sandy. So like if the boat is docked. Yeah. That's different.
0: Well, technically on those nights, we're completely off duty. So we're allowed to go and get loose. So on, on like a normal boat, you'll have a certain amount of crew that are on watch. And during your time as a watchkeeper, you're in charge of everything that happens on the boat. So during those days, you're not allowed to have any alcohol, any substance, nothing. So you're on watch for a whole, you know, 24 hours or a whole weekend. It's like right now, it's the weekends. Some people are on watch. I'm not on watch. I'm allowed to drink. They're not allowed to drink. So that's just how it goes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Ugh, I don't know about this. Like, no drinking. You're not supposed to have sex with any of the guests. <laughs> no, right. I guess you're allowed to have sex with your crew, but even that we're not sure about. I mean, it's okay, but I don't know.
0: That's still a lot of fun. So when you're not on watch, you can get shit-faced and, you know, you can hook up with whoever you want to hook up with. Like, that. that's crew get wild. The yacht crew parties like I've never seen. So. <laughs>
1: well I've seen some of it on on Boloho deck so I mean you must love the travel that this like and now you guys are in Mallorca Spain like that must be great like all these places you've gotten to go
0: yeah it's amazing I actually did quite a bit of traveling before I joined yachting but now with yachting yeah I'm constantly somewhere new which is really
1: cool I'm like a big traveler I've been to like all seven continents like what are some of your favorite places like you've been in the world that just like stand out
0: so before I even got into yachting, I've backpacked to like 50 plus countries. Um, uh, I've been to, you know, I've dove Iceland, which is amazing. Um,
1: that's amazing.
0: been to like the Chuk Lagoon in Micronesia. That's out of this world. But yeah, just all of South Africa.
1: Africa is <laughs> one of my favorites. So you wait, so you, I mean, I've been to Iceland too. Like you went like diving in the cold.
0: The, um, you know, like the, the, the continents yeah where you can touch both yeah
1: I did that oh wow yeah. that's it's cool Iceland.
0: it's like the coolest place ever
1: it's it's really cool it's a cool <laughs> place yeah. you need to go to Antarctica I've been to Antarctica that's freaking cool yeah. too
0: yeah I would love to go there how did you did you go there by um cruise ship or
1: yeah so like you leave like out of um Ushuaia and uh down in off of Buenos Aires, like right near Buenos Aires. And it takes like two and a half days to get there You go through the Drake Passage. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, going through the Drake Passage is like, I mean, the boat literally is like, they I mean, so they, <laughs> that was like, first of all, I would never go to Antarctica again. It was amazing Would I ever go back? No, but it was different. Like everybody was on the patch. Like everybody was, I mean, at first you're like, it takes two and a half days to get there. So you're like, what are we going to do on this boat for two and a half days? We brought like cards. My (laughs) friends, you don't have a minute to yourself. Like there are lectures all day on like seals and the temperature and like, you're so entertained on this boat. Cause at first you're like, how are we going to just sit around on a boat for two and a half days? But it's if you <laughs> ever get the chance to go, I, I, I would definitely go. And it's like really like going onto the land in Antarctica is crazy. And someone told me they time it. Like, I don't know if this is true. So that like, you don't see any other ship. So like whatever ship you're on, like the course of it, I guess they work with the other competing companies. So like, you never see another ship pass yours.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I, that's like a dream come true.
1: You know what it is? And like you, you, you appreciate it when you're there. Like, the glaciers and everything but then when you come home and you actually start to look at your pictures you're like this is insane because like your boat is like this huge boat in the pictures is like this big and the glaciers are so tall it's like you you really almost appreciate it more like once you're home and you're like looking at your pictures you're like this was the sickest thing in the entire world so
0: how long were you on like how long did you get to stay there
1: I went for like the least amount of time I like short vacation. So it was like 11 days, which is like, I think the that's least,
0: so
1: yeah, it is. Like,
0: like two and a half days to get
1: there. Yeah. That's the thing. And like, I yeah. So, I mean, that was enough for me, but there's like more advanced versions, but I'm like, you do, it's so, you know, the thing about travel is, I don't know what you feel. I feel it's like, it's so amazing, but like you become not almost jaded but like so like you're, you're you're like dying to see penguins by the fourth day you're like okay we've seen enough penguins like where are the whales where are the seals like i don't know so 11 but that's you you should go if you've never gone yeah, Definitely. but that must be one of the best things about this career of yours that you get to travel to all these places
0: yeah that is very cool um last Last year, last year I got to go to the, I was a deck dive position. So that means like I get to take all the de- the guest scuba diving. And, um, we went through the Panama Canal and to the Galapagos and that was pretty epic. That was on my bucket list. So.
1: That sounds amazing. Yeah. And so, right. So this whole thing with like the drugs is what we see. That's kind of, you know, standing out for the new season mm-hmm. Then we also see, I think, in part of some of the trailers, like, you have conflict with Lara. Lara? Oh,
0: really? Uh, me? I have conflict with
1: her. I think so, yeah.
0: Um, Lara... A little bit,
1: we saw in a trailer.
0: Yeah, she's... I think she'll be an interesting character. Yeah, she's... She's spicy.
1: <laughs> and you have not kept in touch or talked to Chef Glick...
0: No, I haven't. No. Um, I, you know, like Adam, I think Adam's a really cool guy um, or wasn't. I knew him. I thought he was a really cool guy, um, but no, I don't really speak to him. I see that he's doing well. It looks like, and that's cool. I I think that's, you know, that's good. But
1: And talk to us now about Hannah. You guys had a whole season together.
0: We and did. you had,
1: you know, you had some, Yeah,
0: Hannah and and mine's relationship has always been confusing, hasn't it? Like, we've loved each other, we've hated each other, we've kind of gone on with each other. Um, I think maybe, you know, knowing Hannah was coming back was a little bit of my hesitation to come back. But, um, yeah, I think we do all right.
1: (laughs) What like what was the main like you know looking back like were there issues that were like left over from last time or was it kind of like you guys didn't speak throughout this whole hiatus Um, so to speak? No, don't
0: don't really speak. You know, we didn't speak. um, And coming back on the show, I think we both tried to leave everything in the past, which is good. Um, But you know, like the unique thing too about yachting is you build these relationships with people. For lack of better terms but like below deck like when you meet someone on a personal level and you get to know them as a friend but then you also see their work ethic and their professional side and you know those two worlds kind of cl- like clash you know imagine someone at the office that you think Ugh, they're like this is their work ethic at the office but then you're constantly around that person so I think that's very unique in yachting so it's testing to friendships <laughs>
1: And, like, you would think, you know, like, this is a, the first all-female, like, you know, the three, the two heads, like, you and Hannah and Captain Sandy, you know, I mean, that must have been somewhat of a bonding experience, I would think, between you and Hannah.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm stoked. It's the first, like, you know, female boss, like, first three females in charge, and I think that's awesome, like, I hope that there's more of that and we see it and all kinds of different shows, you know? I think totally. Out there.
1: And what about Captain Sandy? Like, do you have you guys, like, kept in touch throughout the years, or...?
0: Definitely, yeah. Captain Sandy is a huge inspiration for me, and she's constantly, you know, Malia, there's this captain's gig. You need to be there. Like, apply now, or, you know, she's always introducing me to these people and be like, she can captain your boat, and, you know, she's she's awesome. And I think... I think as much, you know, even now, like me talking about my struggles in the industry, like I can only imagine what Captain Sandy went through when she was becoming captain. Like that was probably had it 10 times as worse. (laughs) So,
1: Like are there, like how, like how rare is a female captain? I mean, I just don't know, just because I don't know the industry. Is it as rare as like much more rare even than like a bosun? Or it's Um, as hard?
0: It's not, you know, there are female captains, they're out there and, you know, they're badass, they're working their asses off, but um, unfortunately, it's just still not at the same level as men, so I hate to use the word rare because they are out there, but yeah, we're still in the minority, I guess, like females getting to work up from deck to captain is still in the lower numbers for sure, like if you're a female on deck, people are like, whoa, female on deck, where it really shouldn't be that way, you know,
1: have you worked, have you done any other charters with like a female captain or is Captain Sandy or the only one?
0: Unfortunately, no, Captain Sandy's the only one. My brother is actually in the yachting industry now and he works for female captain and she's awesome. She's, you know, ex-military female captain and she's best.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. What do you like the best about working with Captain Sandy?
0: Um, what I love about Captain Sandy is she can separate like the job from personal relationships. She can just say, look, handle it. You know, it doesn't need to be brought to me. Or if it does need to be brought to her, she's very fair. She's very, you know, if whether Malia did it or Hannah did it or someone else did it, um, you're gonna get the same, you know, consequence. (laughs) Like
1: she keeps her personal feelings out of it.
0: Yeah, she's very fair. And she's very cool. She's like um a thing that I appreciate about Captain Sandy that maybe didn't prepare me for the rest of yachting was you know, Captain Sandy's like come into the bridge, drive the boat, spend as much time. You know, learn what I know. Like she's, she bef- like above everything, she wants to be a teacher, and that's amazing because a lot of the times you meet these captains, and they're like, you know, they don't want to teach you. They've got like these big egos, so that's pretty cool.
1: That makes sense. Have you ever had a captain like you just don't get along with you, where you're just like this charter's great, but this captain sucks, and I can't wait to get the hell out of here.
0: Yeah, I had a captain tell me that um, he was like, Look, I love that you're. I was the first mate at the time. And he said, Look, I love that you've given a deck a try, but you can either be the chief steward, you can go because I won't hire females on deck. Wow. I was like, All right, I'm going then.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Luck. What yeah. about when you do all these uh, like, how is below deck perceived, like, in the industry? Like, when you do all these other charters, are people like do people talk about below deck are they like oh my god like do other captains ask you like what is captain sandy like like is it kind of like or is it like oh it's a tv show this is the real thing right here like is it looked down upon like or is it like revered or
0: um i think it's getting better i think when for, when below deck first came out a lot of the crew and captains were like i would never hire someone that's done below deck you know like i've heard that too like you know, really? son, he says, Captain Sandy, they're like, you've done below deck. We're not hiring you. Um, but I think it's changing now. Like they're actually realizing, wait, hey, this could be good for the industry because um, I worked a really heavy charter boat and most of the charter guests that came on, they'd say, oh my God, like you were on below deck. And that's like a conversation starter and a way to break the ice with all the crew. Um, so I think it's changing and people are respecting it a lot more, which is cool. But that's
1: cool. time,
0: crew make fun of us. <laughs>
1: What? Yeah, interesting. Was there? I guess. What? Like, what was the biggest misconception about why people were like, "I'm not hiring you because you were on below deck." Was it like that's a TV show? You don't really work on the show. I mean, which is not true.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, who knows? It might be jealousy. It might be you know, you're on TV. Um, um, another interesting thing is some boats, you know, don't want the attention. They might have an owner that's very high, you know. Very high clientele that regards privacy, so um, they just don't want the attention. So yeah, it all there's a bunch of different reasons. But,
1: Interesting. And yeah. then do you see like to your point, like people recognize you, like when certain charter guests come on, it's like, oh my god, I need a picture with you. You're on below deck.
0: Yeah, that it's always fun. It's you know, I actually were um about one of my owners, the owner of the boat um she came on and she was like oh my god you're my new crew member and i have watched you on tv and that was cute like that's know, funny
1: cool. yeah. have you ever worked with anyone on below deck whether it's your season or any other episode of below deck like off below deck like on any of your charters like from any of the
0: uh no i've never chartered or worked with anyone from below deck i've worked with bugsy's little sister but that's about it <laughs>
1: And do you still not watch like do you watch like are you going to watch this season like do you watch other shows on Bravo or still you're not I mean listen you're traveling you have a busy life I'm not saying everyone should sit home and watch Bravo but do you watch any Bravo now
0: Um I catch things here and there but we don't get um live TV so um I just catch whatever comes out and Um, I didn't really finish my first season. I couldn't watch it, (laughs) but, um, I think I'll watch this season for sure.
1: That's good. Have you ever,
0: you know, I told my brothers, they can watch this season.
1: (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to watch yourself on TV.
0: So weird. Uh, It's just unreal.
1: (laughs) I feel the same way about these lovely shows that I do. Sometimes I start listening and I'm like, I, I no, no, thank you. I I need to. I feel like my
0: voice sounds weird.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I'm. (laughs) That, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not down for this. I'm like, I hope everyone else enjoys cause I'm going to exit stage left right now. <laughs> um, what about, have you ever met captain Lee? I haven't
0: yet. No. Mm-mm. Um, I've seen, uh, like he is in Fort Lauderdale quite often, but I haven't actually ever met him. I haven't met him or Kate
1: actually. No. Yeah. That was my next question. I was going to ask you if you ever met Kate. No, I've
0: never met Kate. Mm-mm. She
1: lives in New York now. So in New York city.
0: Yeah, I heard that. Um, no, we've actually never met in person, no.
1: And where do you live? Are you just like, tra- like? do you even have a home or you're just like traveling from job to job? Like
0: Currently France. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of have nice. a little bit in Florida just because that's another yachting hub. Um, but yeah, just France, I guess. <laughs>
1: Do your, do your parents and like, to your point, brothers, like, did your, does your family watch the show or? <laughs>
0: um, my brothers died. <laughs> uh, no, they did watch it. They're, they're stoked for me. Um, I think for them it's just, you know, like a fun experience and my parents, yeah, my whole family's seen it. They're totally. excited for
1: this season. I'm excited for this season. I think it looks like a great season. And I think it's, you know, coming out at the right time, like over the summer, I think it's going to be great. Like, where do you see yourself like in five years? Like, do you want to, you know, is this your career like now forever? Like, do you see yourself staying with this? Like, what is your plan? Not that you need to have a plan. Sometimes I feel plans don't, they're not the best thing for life, but what's your thoughts?
0: Yeah. I'm not really a plant maker, but um, yeah, I think I've decided like, this is my career and I've my head in the books like the last couple years so I have my um 200 ton captain's license right now um and I'm doing my modules to become an officer so I in the next five years yeah you'll probably see me step up to officer and captain hopefully so
1: that's amazing yeah maybe one day if captain sandy is ready (laughs) to retire from below deck
0: yeah
1: we'll see below deck mediterranean (laughs) with captain malia White.
0: I don't know about that but maybe
1: (laughs) that would be amazing Uh, is there anything else you want to leave us with like before we depart like do you feel like we covered everything like I always like to give people a chance to say whatever else it is like that they would like to
0: uh I think we've touched base on everything I think um I think you're gonna see a different side of me this season and you know I think when it got announced I saw a lot of like negative feedback about me coming back because I had like a love triangle the first season whatever but you know I think when you watch a tv show you sometimes forget that there's a real human behind there that's growing and living with these experiences and so I hope people will stay tuned to see you know the Malia you're gonna get this season which is exciting for me
1: which is gonna be a different Malia than the last time around
0: I think so yeah yeah
1: and you currently have a boyfriend now.
0: I do. Yeah.
1: You mentioned it in the beginning. So I feel like it's okay to bring up. And did, did you, that. did you have a boyfriend during the filming of the show?
0: Yes. Yeah. We've been together for almost two years now. We've, he's also in yachting and um, yes, yeah, pretty serious, which is something I never thought I'd say. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. And he's no one that we've seen on below deck in any form.
0: No, 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 no. So no.
1: then that means. A chef.
0: <laughs> so I guess I have a type.
1: <laughs> He's a chef. Yeah, he is a chef. Mm. So that means we have no love triangles from you on this season because you had a boyfriend the whole time.
0: Well, you would hope.
1: <laughs> we'll have to stay tuned. I guess.
0: Yeah, he will.
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: Change that, that much? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>
1: I think it's going to be a great season and everyone is going to see, you know, maybe a different side of you and we'll have to keep in touch via DM during the season. I'll have to give you my thoughts as the season goes on.
0: Please let me know what you think.
1: (laughs) So I really appreciate you, you know, especially, you know, you're in France, you're on the boat. So I know you're busy, but I really appreciate you taking your time to kind of sit down and chat and we'll definitely keep in touch and I'll keep you posted when this episode is coming out.
0: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me and giving me this opportunity. It's nice to say our side of things.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone, I hope you've enjoyed Malia White from Below Deck. Check in on the new season and thank you so much.
0: Of course.
1: Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear